With Refactor, we give the floor to the awesome and diverse people who make up tech. Take a listen to get incredible insight and glimpses into our future of work. So, today we received the marvelous Joe Carlson, he's Senior Developer Advocate at MongoDB. I say marvelous because, because this guy is very productive on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Clubhouse, whatever channel you find him. So, Joe, thank you very much for being with us. How, it, how are you doing, Joe? I'm doing so well. I am just so happy to be here. Uh, I'll, just jump in t- I'll just jump into it. Who am I? What do I do? Why am I here? Why are you listening to me? Why, why should you care? I don't know. I don't know if I can answer those, but I will try my best. Uh, my name is Joe Carlson. I'm a developer advocate and a software engineer. And I work for a tiny little database company called MongoDB. Um, I'm, I hope you've heard of it. I hope you've used it. I hope you've used it in the past couple of years. All of these things I hope you've done. Um, if you haven't, reach out. We should, we should talk. Yeah, developer advocate, software engineer. Oh, yeah, the other thing. So I've been a... Full stack technical instructor of top, at one of the top 10 best developer boot camps in the world. And in my previous role, I was the front end technical lead for Best Buy, which is one of the third largest e-commerce sites in North America. Obscure fact, no one knows about, no one knows that. Beds behind Amazon, Walmart, <laughs> people love it. We have to design everything for the insane scalability problems of Black Friday, which is really fun. It's a fun engineering problem to solve. Um, Big challenge. Yeah, exactly. Oh, totally, right? You're like, I mean, everything has to be scalable for that one day, which is really fun. Uh, and now I do developer advocacy for MongoDB. Um, developer advocate, developer advocacy, DevRel, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. This, this title, this job, mm. uh, hasn't been around for a lot of years. I mean, it's quite recent, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, like, it hasn't been on my radar, and I, I find that I get a lot of questions about it because it's, like, kind of weird. You see us around, but no one really knows what it is. Um, I think it's been around for like 20 years. Twilio is the one that I know that like made it big, but I know there's been like other forms or kind of, they're the one that kind of formalized it and made it like a big deal. Um, yeah, uh, developer advocates, also known as uh, developer evangelists, DevRel, developer advocates. Um, I prefer dev- developer advocate. I feel like evangelist is like, I'm like a pastor in front of a, congregation just spewing at an audience but like yeah. an advocate sounds like i'm like partnering with you and we're like communicating and it's like a two-way street of like a relationship you know what i mean um, yeah so what do you do on a daily basis joe I yeah mean. yeah yeah good question i you know i think it's easier to talk about what developer advocates do for like the week because like from day to day it's so wild yeah. and like it's so different but like um like i know normal week i'm doing a lot of different tasks so like uh Let's do like, I don't know, we'll do like the last two weeks. So like um, I've reviewed, I've done technical reviews for the Node.js driver for MongoDB. Like does this stuff make sense? Got to try it out. Is this going to like work for a mm-hmm. new developer trying out the Node driver? Let's go through it. Um, I've made YouTube videos. I've recorded tech podcasts like with y'all y'all. Um, I've done uh, technical talks. I've written articles. I published a new article this week. It's a lot of different stuff. It's you got to be really good at multitasking, but it involves a lot of like you have to be technical and like communicate in a lot of different capacities. I do want to also say there's a lot of different. I'm online a lot, but there's a lot of other people on Team Two that are doing. You know, we have a podcast people are making full time. There's uh, people that just do community management. There's people that do just videos, right? You can. There's so many different facets. So you do you do community management also, right? It's part yeah. of your job. Yeah, I do a little bit. It's not my full time. We have like a whole yep. team that's dedicated to it. Um, but like I'll do things like we have a new community forum, which I'm going to plug community.mongodb.com. Um, if you have questions about MongoDB, it's the best place to go. But if uh, you have questions about it, it's that I like go moderate or answer questions if I can. Um, try to like just build that community up a little bit. You know what I mean? So, so your mm-hmm. main focus is creating content like for, for the community, I think so. Right? Yeah, I guess personally mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. I think I'm good at it. It's mm. fun for me. Um, and the, here's the thing, too. The, the dirty truth around developer advocates. My team sits under engineering, so I'm an engineer. But a lot of times, it's de- developer advocacy is a marketing strategy because traditional yep. marketing doesn't work with developers. So like fostering community and creating content that developers may actually read is the best mm. way to like educate a community about your product. 
I'm not trying to sell anything. I don't get paid. My metrics aren't based on mm. selling or converting or getting signups for things. Like it's just like, how many people can I help? Which is great, I think, for the community, but it also helps the company out too, which is why I get paid. Yeah, because it's 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 based on the quality of the content. Yeah, exactly. And the quality of the relationship that you're creating with your with your software engineers and developers. You nailed it, and and, and you know this too, right? Like good content, like drives people yeah. exactly it reaches more people it's more viral like you got to write like great content to get out there and do you collaborate with people that are volunteer in the community that are like working for all the companies or yeah you, yeah yeah actually something i've been trying to pitch is like getting um community people writing on our blog so like if you want to you can like get syndicated on our blog or whatever um but yeah i've done mm -hmm. things like we've done a sh community showcase on twitch so bring someone who's building a cool project that uses mongodb on and will like explore their stuff hype up their content or whatever um so yeah i, I, I try to work with more people are you the only uh, devil for mongodb or you have like people that have exactly the same job no it's, it's pretty big um i think uh, what do we have? So like our DevRel team has includes university.mongodb.com, which is yeah. the best way to learn how to program with MongoDB. Um, it's like what we did uh, when I was like learning how to be an engineer. That was like the training program we went through. Um, we have the community.mongodb.com and I write for developer.mongodb.com. All in all, including like managers and community and university and all the engineers it takes to make that, it's probably like 50 60 maybe 70 oh people yeah, so yeah it's, it's pretty big, big yeah. it's pretty big yeah and i think i find it interesting that you're under the engineering uh team basically. yeah you're not in the marketing you're in engineering so yeah there's like yeah. deeply rooted in like the the real hard skills i mean you have yeah that, so. yeah and i've been under both so actually when i started at mongodb i reported marketing and now i moved to engineering um and there's good and bad things about both uh mm. The awesome part I love about it is my role tends to be more technical under engineering because um, I'm still, I consider myself an engineer, engineer first. For sure. But the other benefit too is if there's an issue with the product, I can quickly communicate those things that need to get changed. Like uh, this person reported this issue or this would make the flow easier. Or, I've heard from a hundred people now that this thing needs to get fixed. Like getting those kind of anecdotal changes is much easier when you're like reporting to the same team. Yeah, of um, course. Yeah, it, it it seems like that this DevRel and Dev ad advocacy um, mm -hmm. um, job uh, importance is uh, has been spreading around since um, all the softwares are now mainly software as a service and yeah. based on the API. That yeah. means that a lot of softwares are yeah. very interconnected with one another, you know, yes. intertwined together, and it means like companies are a lot to do with other people and other software engineers who are integrating their softwares in other pieces of softwares via the uh, public API, right? Yes, I totally agree. APIs are eating the world. Software as a service is eating the world. You were saying that you had one uh, one foot in engineering team yep. because you're a software engineer and yep. one other foot in marketing. Yeah, and a little bit sales too. Um, it's all kind of wrapped together. It, honestly, it's DevRel, I think in general, it's really easy to get pulled really thin because we touch so many different business units and mm. we're useful to a lot of different that. So it's easy to be like, be asked a lot from everyone to do mm. something. Um, like in a sales meeting, I'm the most technical person in the room or like a marketing meeting, I'm the most technical person in the room. Um, they need, you know, uh, guidance on a new marketing campaign and is this gonna work or is this gonna land? They don't know because they don't, they're not engineers, but like we are. Mm. Um, you become a technical advisor, basically, right? Exactly. Yeah, a lot of time we do a lot of that kind of work. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So that uh, that means that you can have uh, your your two cents about yeah. uh, the the strategy of the development of the product itself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the product, how it gets like the messaging it gets sold to, like how it's being digested. Yeah, absolutely. So like. I'm mostly concerned with like, the onboarding process with the feed, like the product. Of course, I care about scalability, but like I'm just trying to like get new users in and like have a good experience when they come in. So if the if they implement uh, bad features or worse exactly, features. or like oh this is like too complicated, or like like I'll give you an example. So we just came out with the client side field level encryption, so you can encrypt just specific doc like fields in a MongoDB document. Um, in order to get it to work, you have to install all these different things. And like, it's like, oh, like that's cool. Can we write like a one-liner bash file script just to do all that for us? We need to like 
smooth out the edges to make it easier for people to mm-hmm. use. You know what I mean? Anything that's getting in their way is going to be a problem. I consider consider myself like user zero a lot of times. Yeah. So like we have a new feature coming out. I'm typically the first like user to kind of try out that's outside of the, like the team, the feature team. And I have to write documentation or demo or a talk around it to kind of help. So you give feedback. Exactly, exactly. So as I'm writing it, I'm usually working really close with engineering teams and like giving feedback while I'm developing the content. It's usually like, I usually come in at the end, but it usually becomes a really tight kind of feedback loop for the, team, the engineering teams, which I really like. That feels cool. Today, the, the, the fact is that you're very visible online. You have yeah. a very big, because it's both part of your job and also part of your personality. Right? Mm-hmm. How did you start um, your massive online presence or, or this importance of your personal branding? Yeah. It's the first question. And when did you realize that it was important and yeah. part of your career? Yeah. Um, I, so let's see, actually, I think it's easier to start with the, like, when did I realize? Because I'm the like... The second one. Yeah. yeah we'll, get to the, we'll get to the first part, though, first. Um, yeah. I, I, I've always, for me, I've always known it's, it's like having a follower count is... I don't know, gaining influence gains helps you gain access to rooms you didn't have access before. But I do want to say this, like, I don't think, like, even if you want to become an engineer or a developer advocate, you don't necessarily need to have a massive following. Like, a lot of my peers have, like, a normal amount of followers, which is, like, totally cool and great. Um, and they're doing amazing work, you know? They, I, I am definitely more visible, and I'm, I'm biased here, too. So, like, uh, I think, like, especially in the age of COVID, where we're not reaching people in person anymore. There's no meetups happening. The only two ways we're reaching developers is having great Google SEO. So people are searching and finding our stuff or they're finding us on social media. That's it. That's the game right now. And if you're not doing great at those, like people aren't going to find you. And like, I think that'll change again once COVID's over, but like, that's it right now. Um, So I think that there's a slight advantage. I also want to say too, like a lot of people, a lot of the big devs you see on Twitter, like the Dan Abramovs and the Kelsey Hightowers, you know, um, those big titans in tech, uh, they are, they're very visible, but that doesn't necessarily, like, that doesn't necessarily mean that you need them to be successful. I personally, I, I love it. I think it's great. It's personally helped me in my career um, in a lot of different ways. But uh, Would you suggest uh, to software engineers and developers, uh, you know, junior, when, mm-hmm. you, when you meet junior, uh, when they ask you for advice, for insight, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, yeah. do you suggest them to engage into a personal branding and more visibility on on social networks, etc.? Et it depends. Honestly, I only recommend it if they're like inclined to be interested in it. Um, I'm a mediocre engineer. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a genius in any way. But like, I think I'm good at communicating hard technical concepts that I've had to really struggle through learn yeah and and for me it's been helpful like me better because i can communicate that online like i can communicate these hard things i've had to struggle with and that makes me better that's too. what makes you a good devil basically yeah right? i think so your communication yeah. skills you don't need to be a, an excellent engineer basically no Just totally being able to to talk to software engineers and and, uh, and explain uh the product or new features is enough and your communication yeah. is paramount in that, that yeah means, right I, i'm biased on that but i i think so yeah when did it start for you? I mean, before you were a DevRel, you started to uh, communicate on the web and build an online mm. presence, right? It didn't start with your job, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What, what did ignite that will in you? I mean, build an online presence. It's actually been a really weird year. So last October, I had, I remember I made a joke on Twitter how I had 666 Twitter followers or like the number of the devil or whatever. It yeah, was like yeah, funny. Yeah. I just remember that because it stood out in my head. So it was about a year ago. I had under a thousand Twitter followers, and now I have like I think twenty three thousand followers. Yeah. Um, so it's been a wild year, honestly. And this is this is just me. I don't. I haven't seen other people be able to replicate this yet. Um, I do think that's going to change. But on it's been mostly TikTok. It's been mostly TikTok. Um, so I, for people who don't know, I make funny programming videos online. Yeah. Um, particularly just like program videos on TikTok. Uh, and I repost this on Twitter, and those have done really well, and I've gotten a lot of fans from that. So I try to mix it with, like, I do, like, um, analysis of opinion pieces I read online, and I'll try to do funny stuff, and then also post videos. I try to mix, like, fun content to pull people in, but then also, like, substantial yeah. programming content to, like, help make my community better, too. You know? Yeah, because it, well, I, I saw a couple of, of your TikTok videos, and... Uh... 
it makes you think and ask yourself some of your yeah you know behind the wood there there are kind of questions like for instance when you're tackling a what is the best programming language etc oh, yeah. etc yeah. it's just like it's a joke but when you think about it it's a question that is asked ever and ever and ever consistently on the internet mm -hmm. and that makes total nonsense yeah i mean it's just like and and you're you're having fun of it you're making yeah. fun of it yeah so it's always at um a dual sense, you know? Yes. Well, I, there's so much, you know what I feel like for newbies? And I felt like this when I was learning, it's like, there's so many different conflicting opinions and ideas out there and it's kind of overwhelming. And I think people, like people develop a relationship with people online that they trust. Like your followers are your podcast too, right? Like they've come to you because they trust your, like the questions and your opinions and how you feel. And like, they want you to kind of help guide them through this technical journey that they're on. Um, and I feel like that way with a lot of my followers, people asking questions, which are really great. And, and they kind of just need someone they trust to kind of cut through the bullshit for them and like let them know what it really is. Um, and I try to be like, and I feel like a lot of training materials out there really sugarcoat or like downplay how hard stuff is. But I try to lean into like the difficulty of programming and be honest about it. Like, cause it is hard. Um, yeah. And I think people appreciate that. I wanted to get back at building this uh, online presence. Yeah. Because well, sometimes we have um, we have to deal with um, many early career, uh, entry level, junior developers, mm. and uh, as recruiters, and we often suggest them to build a presence online and to build uh, to build their visibility and to build uh, their personal branding. Yep. Um, and some of them are just like, "What are you talking about?" I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why would I go on Twitter? Yeah. Why would I yeah. uh, update my LinkedIn? Why would I just maybe write through a blog? Why would etc. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, first, yeah, it's like, why would you if you're not there? And I want to say this to the, 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 those people who aren't online right now, like we're the tech community is not reaching those people at all right now. Like, again, we're not meeting in person anymore. Like, if they're not meeting online, it's that conversation isn't ha it's not reaching them. Um, but I think that's, I mean, that's a, also like a good and bad thing. I think I'm probably online too much. <laughs> and I'm honestly jealous of those people who are able to disconnect like that. But I do think you get value from your career with like branding yourself. What I always think about is like from a career perspective, if you can grow your technical community, you can take that with you after you leave. Right. I can't yeah. take source code with me from my previous jobs, but I can bring a community I grew from those jobs to my new my new job. Um, it's like something you get to keep uh, some kind of wealth. Yes, sorry. absolutely. And we mentioned this earlier, too, but like having a, a having a following is a it's a kind of currency. It gets you into conversations, it gets you into rooms, gets you into clubhouse conversations. That you wouldn't be been I wouldn't have been asked. Even if I had the same background, I don't think people would care unless they had like mm. seen some of my work before. And for me, I started doing it because I suck at technical interviews. And for me, I wanted to show what I knew online so I didn't have to go through those technical interviews. It hasn't quite worked out that Ever. way. I still need to do them. <laughs> but if someone's like slightly more familiar with my work before I get in the room, that's yeah. that's an edge I get. Advantage. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so it makes my life a little bit easier in some ways. Um, I have had jobs where I have gotten offers because people are like familiar with my work or they've seen source code or seen a presentation I've done and like know I know the thing I'm talking about. But it's just, it, they just, <laughs> interviewing just stresses me out. So <laughs> I don't know. It's a, little, it's a shortcut. It's a lot of work for a shortcut around interviewing. Sure. I've got a question. Yeah. I was wondering if um, through your work, does MongoDB benefit like a better image uh, to developers that they're looking to hire as well? I mean, not only yeah. the community, but developers that they would hire. Does yeah. it benefit from it? I so? think so. I get asked about hiring. That's probably one of my top questions. Are they hiring? When's the next intern class coming in? Um, it's very interesting. And I think that it's. Uh, I think it's. I think it's great. I think. So like my image online tends to be more like fun and kind of inclusive and like technical, um, but it, that's an interesting work environment for people. I think they're gonna really love it. 
the one downside of it is it's a broad net. So like you're going to get a lot of people from all over the place, like old yeah. skill levels. Um, but like we just recently hired uh, a guy on my team uh, who's been following me on Twitter for a while and he applied because I posted the job link on there and like he got the job, um, which is, I'm like, it's so amazing, you know? Um, yeah, it happens all the time though. I don't know. I think, it, and again, we're try only reaching people online, but I think your personalities reflects the work culture and if, that can be really attractive to people. Yeah, so it's very interesting because now we can, we can also see that uh, developer advocacy yep. uh, is also about attracting new talent yep. to your company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so you have actually three different fits, uh, one in the engineering department, one, the other in marketing, and the other in HR, yeah. in a sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. I work with recruiters right. all the time. Um, for example, uh, uh, someone for a recruiter wants to establish a relationship with a like blacks in tech group in the U.S. and they reach out to me if I would speak at one of their conferences or like one of their events to try to like establish a relationship with them. Um, I said, sure, that sounds great. You know, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's we touch, we touch almost every business unit. Yeah. 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 So you're like the product manager of <laughs> yeah. software engineering, in a sense. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Kind of. Kind of. I, I manage no product, but I I annoy people I'm, <laughs> if I'm, I have I'm, feelings about a, a product. You know what? I'm asking myself if you're not the MongoDB CEO. In fact. No, no. no. <laughs> I don't even know if the CEO knows my name. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was wondering something because you have a great big um, personality. Mm -hmm. uh, you're like very um, enthusiastic, uh, yeah, energy. extrovert, whatever, etc. Yeah. Very Thank present. You. How do you how do you mix all that with the company culture? Does it because a company does have a culture, a values, etc., mission, vision, whatever. Mm. And then you onboard someone like Joe Carlson and mm -hmm. you say, what the f***? Yeah, who, who is this guy? Who is this guy? He's all over the place. Yeah. How can, how can we fit, fit this guy into our work? How can we <laughs> <don't> <laughs> I honestly, it's a piece I, of work, you know? I feel bad for my boss sometimes. <laughs> I, uh, I think it is hard. That it's is a real question, right? Yeah. I, I, it really is. Yeah, for real. It's um, because especially so like a company like MongoDB, we're trying to kind of fit into two places at once. We need to be like cool and interesting, hot tech for new developers and people to want to learn. But we mm -hmm. also need to be attractive to like enterprises and people who pay us money. B2B. Yeah. Exactly. So we have to be like the serious enterprisey company, but we also need to be the fun, cool, trendy tech company at the same time. So actually, sometimes you have a tie, right? Yeah. And a, and a, and a suit. <laughs> yeah. I've actually never worn one, but um, if I was like in a meeting with, with some filter. CTOs. With a filter. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably have to like, Joe, you don't say anything. Just stand there. Um, like, I, like, let's say like Coca-Cola is considering using MongoDB. I don't know if they are or not, but like, like a company and they, they want me to come in and talk to them about it. I'd probably put on a tie. Um, but I've had that though. Like there's like, I've had, I've gotten in trouble for, you know, saying something that maybe doesn't fit with. It's a tricky balance. And honestly, I think companies are still trying to figure that out. Like, yep. so my personal feeling is on it because I don't follow a single engineering company on the internet. Like I don't follow Facebook engineering. I don't follow Google engineering online, but I follow Kelsey Hightower. I follow Dan Abramov on the Facebook product. Like I follow engineers to get the product news about the company and I learn through them. Um, I don't learn through like their official marketing channels because I just don't think those are, those, those just don't feel authentic to me. I'm not, I'm not getting yeah. value from those. Um, but the thing is, is companies kind of have to like, let go a little bit of that control, which feels gross. And I think people struggle with it. Uh, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. And I don't think like, yeah, like someone like me specifically is probably not going to be a good fit at a lot of companies and that's okay. Um, but I think that there are companies out there like, uh, yeah, like a Google or like a Kubernetes project. I think it'd be super fun to work on a project like that or like advocate for them. Um, don't you think things are changing a little bit? I mean, since you joined MongoDB, things yeah. have changed a little bit, right? Now you're reporting to engineering or yeah. marketing. So they're also learning and shifting, I guess, right? I think so. I think so. And I'm pushing a little bit internally. Um, I don't know like how effective that is. Like, I'm just like a peon there. I have like opinions about how stuff should be done online. Um, but I, 
I'm just I'm a one person on a big team. If, so, what about your coworkers? I mean, the yeah. one that work in community management. Do yeah. they do they agree with you? Are they also trying to shift a little bit? Yeah. A few things around. Uh, oh, totally. I mean, COVID's been a game changer for everyone in the industry, no matter what. Um, but I think they they agree too. I think like they see the value in like if they need to hype up a community event that has like low signup numbers, like if I can retweet it or hype it up on my Twitter, like that can help drive some traffic to that. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there, that's the hard part in general, I think about community and DevRel is it's hard to justify value. Um, so I think like I can be like, I have all these ooey gooey things. I hear these great comments. I've landed a couple of these things, but it's like, it's hard to measure it. it measuring's hard. Yeah, it can be hard. And like, or maybe, you know, they saw me tweeting about how cool this MongoDB feature is 10 times. Uh, and it's the 11th time I post about it that they finally are like, okay, maybe I'll sign up or try this thing out or whatever. Um, or maybe it'll be, I'll post about it 10 times. My coworker posts about it once and they click on their link instead. It's like, it's so hard to measure it. You know what I mean? So the little things and you cannot always measure anything. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. I'm just trying to, so me personally, what I'm just, my most important metric is just developer reach. So I'm trying yeah. to reach the right developers and as many of them as humanly possible. Um, and like hoping that like we can get, you know, a small fraction of those we can kind of bite off and kind of corral through and try, you know, sign up for our cloud, our free cloud tier or whatever. Um, but it's, uh, I mean, it's hard. I think it's hard. No, I think we'll get better at it, but we'll see what happens. Sure, and you want to be spearheading this moment, but yeah. are you still pitching what you're doing to yeah. other MongoDB coworkers even yeah. today? I try to. Yeah, it's weird. Um, this is going to be sound like honking my own horn a little bit. Um, so I got in trouble for posting online recently, but uh, like we just hired a. We're trying to beef up our video strategy at MongoDB, like our YouTube channels and whatever. Um, and I've been doing these TikTok channels. We hired an outside ad agency. And they're like, they came in and said like, oh, actually you guys already have this guy, Joe, he's doing this great stuff. Um, we should just be pulling him in to do these YouTube videos because he's already kind of exploring video strategy. Um, that feels good. That feels, I don't know, it feels good and validating on that too. But um, yeah, I don't know. We've been, I've been trying to pitch ideas of stuff I like too. A lot of them that haven't gone through. That's okay. Um, like my job too, like I'm going to be, I, I have to write about things I don't care about sometimes, you know, or, you know, uh, do things that are less, not as sexy or cool, but uh, I don't know, they, they still have value too. They still have value. Yeah. But um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a case for like 99% of the jobs, right? Yeah, exa exactly, it's a, exactly. Yeah, it's a, I'm part of a team, you know, you gotta be a team player. And I think I'm a visible team player, but I still have to like, mm. I, and I love my team. They're, they're some of the smartest people. They're, they're also like helping me edit my content and making it look amazing and like making my stuff look great. Um, I couldn't do that with them. I've been trying to help them out as much as possible. You know what I mean? It's just like, you gotta like be a team, good team player. You know? A teamwork. And um, yeah. regarding your, your opinions, because you, you've kind of two side Joe Carlson. You have yeah. the, the public side mm -hmm. uh, of Joe Carlson that you're a kind of pub public person in a sense. Yep. yep. Uh, and the other, which is, uh, Joe Carlson, uh, his opinion, his, uh, his yeah. values, what, yeah, what yeah, you yeah. think, uh, political, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Is it is it some kind of difficult to have uh, these two sides? And uh, how do you do the arbitrage between uh, between yeah. these two sides? Yeah, I yeah totally. I don't have the answer to this, but I can give you my. So I'm I'm. This is something I'm currently working on with my therapist, and it's a difficult one. I mean, it yeah. is, and because the thing is to like. Okay, I'm gonna, this is what I want. This is my dream, right? It's like, I want to grow a following and I want to help use that to help make MongoDB better, the company I work for. I want to leverage that, but I also want to have control over how that works um, and like how that behaves. And I still want to have control, like, because I'm always on, but I'm not always working. You know what I mean? Yeah. I work 40 yeah, yeah, hours yeah. a week, but I'm always yeah. representing MongoDB every day of the week. Um, mm -hmm. So I think you have to have a little bit of both. And also, I think you guys have seen this too. You, I see accounts that are just shilling out content and those aren't really that engaging. Um, but like, yeah. I find I like to follow people who are human beings who are posting about mental health issues or their families or, you know, what they're doing on the weekends. Um, that's healthy to show the whole side of a human being, you know? Yeah. 
So you, we, we should be accustomed to uh, see a cat's video on your, on your <laughs> yeah, timeline. I think so. Yeah, I, and I think people like it. I, I, I think, honestly, for me, my prediction is that authenticity is the future of marketing and uh, developer advocacy and like just being online in general. Like, so you mean the bullshit era is kind of finished? I hope so. I hope so. I want to see vulnerability. I want to see crying. I want to. I want to bring that drama. I want to see the drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. It's like um, it's uh, yeah. I I want to see that. I think that I think that's interesting. I think that's great. I think it's cool that we're talking about stuff that like was taboo before, um, like people being queer or oh, mental health. Yeah, mental health. Exactly. Yeah, someone's depressed. Okay, like. Yes, cool. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm in therapy. Yeah. Cool. Like, that's amazing. Great. Um, or even like my content on my Twitch stream. So I do live coding. I want you to see me cry in frustration if I can't get something. I want you to see me struggle. I want you to like, because a lot of times I think in DevRel, we make these things in private and we deliver them fully formed and you don't see the, like how it got built. And I want to show that. Yeah, it's a hustle to, yeah. exactly. to, to get to that. And it can be intimidating. It's like this person just materialized this perfect working example with perfect code overnight. But it's like, no, I've been struggling on this for weeks. And was, yeah. I wanted to quit 14 times and let's talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's more engaged. Can, actually, can I give you a great example? Um, imagine me if, or imagine like you're following a, a realtor on Facebook. He's a friend. And every day they're just posting about new listings they have on their we like the realtor market. That's pretty boring. I'm probably going to unfollow that person. I don't really care. But imagine this, like imagine that same person starts telling a story about how they did a bathroom renovation and it increased the value of their home by $15,000. Or um, they moved into this neighborhood and they think it's going to be increasing. It's a great investment. And here's why. They're, te they're teaching you about their industry. They're not trying to sell you the properties. But I might start sharing that content with my mom, with my sister, my family, right? Like my friends, um, that's engaging. I think for me, what I'm trying to do is like, I'm trying to teach this stuff. And if you like, I'm not trying to sell you MongoDB. Um, I want to help make you a better programmer and MongoDB might be the best way to do that. It might not, um, but we can like talk about it. You know what I mean? We get that conversation started anyways. So teach, don't sell. Yep. Yeah, authenticity. and. Yeah. Um, Speaking about authenticity, um, do you think that companies as well should take position about uh, great issues and problems of our world? Yeah, that's a, that because because it, it makes sense. Yeah. You, you're saying you think that in terms of your uh, individual, yeah. it makes sense from an individual point of view. But does it also make sense for companies? And I think yeah. I know that this is a subject and a topic in the U.S. Yes, because some is. companies. Yeah. Take for instance uh, Nike. Nike is very mm. proactive into into being a volunteer and saying their opinion. Right, hiring Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lots of different political standing for standing for, for causes. Yes. Right? Yeah, should tech companies get involved? Yeah. So I just want to preface all this by saying these are all my opinions. They don't represent yeah, the opinions right. of my employer. Um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's uh, yeah it's interesting to, to I totally agree so like I think tech in general right now is trying to skirt responsibilities for it I think famously Facebook is facing a lot mm. of these problems right now with like they don't want to be the ones the arbiters of truth or the you know moderating the content so they're just saying like hey we're a free speech platform you can kind of do whatever you want and they only really do that if they get something really bad happens like a genocide or a capital mm. an insurrection on a capital or something like that <laughs> yeah um but yeah, I, that feels irresponsible to me. Um, or like Twitter deplatforming Twitter, Donald Trump two weeks before the end of his presidency. Like, great. I'm so glad they did it. They should have done it two years ago. Um, yeah. It's yeah. like, I think that there should be. I also want to acknowledge that moderating that much content is massively tricky and that I don't have the answer to that. And I also feel I also feel weird about private companies moderating what is or is not acceptable. I think personally, I personally think that the solution is to have federal regulation around what needs to be moderated. Because a lot of these companies, especially in the US, aren't gonna do anything until they're forced to do it. Yeah. 
And uh, a lot of companies are also uh, taking position on these causes yeah. because of marketing, because it gives you a, a good image for yeah. the public external communication. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so Nike is a great example, right? Like, so they're supporting the Black Lives Matter movement in the US and they hire Colin Kaepernick, but like there have had many issues internally with sexism and misogyny and like, so it's like, yeah, it's, it still feels very image based and it's around, it's still about making profits, but I still think, I mean, it's the right thing to do. And I think that it, uh, it probably is good for business, which might, it's kind of cynical, but it might be a good motivator for them too. But yeah, mm -hmm. it's tricky. It, it's, I think the Nike thing shows just kind of how thin some of it is. I think it's better than nothing, but it's still like, it's still not all the way there <laughs> or no one's perfect. Yeah. That's okay. No, no one's expecting perfection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah We're just yeah. expecting yeah, improvement. I think. Is it, mm -hmm. is it part of your job? I mean, if you go back to that, I mean, in your, uh, advocacy do you advocate diversity openly uh yeah i try to i'm i'm a white man so like i try my best but i think for me i i, I live in minneapolis minnesota uh famously george floyd was killed here last summer um so i was pretty involved with the protests that were happening last summer here my personal opinion on it is as like a white man is like i want to be a ally i'm not trying to lead a movement but i will support my black and brown coworkers, like I will, I will get their back no matter what. Um, like if they're like trying to listen to them, so they have feeling comfortable with something, I'm gonna listen. Or if they're feel strongly about something, I'm gonna join them in their movement. And trying to like, and for me, I've been trying to use my platform to elevate black and brown voices, to like decenter myself from it and try to like elevate other people from it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. It's tricky. I'm a I'm a white person. I'm. This is still a journey for me. I don't even know if that's the right answer, but it, like, that feels like something of what I can do right now. Um, something that you think about in your day to day job, right? Yeah, something exactly. On your mind. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or like advocating internally to hire more. You know. Yeah, so it's something that people. you have in your head. Yeah. And, and it, when when things come, you you try to do your best to. Kind of exactly and, mentoring or sponsoring or exactly advocating here's yeah. the other thing about devrel so like i'm a voice of the developer community for mongodb i think it's really important for people in my role to look like the developers they're representing um i look like a small fraction of the number of developers who are using mongodb um but it'd be great if we had people that looked like that represented more broadly the community than just me um, yeah you know what I mean? Like representation matters. And I think being a highly visible technical member, it's important to have people of color in those types of roles too. Yeah, totally. Makes sense. Yeah. You're building a community at MongoDB. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying my best. It's a, I'm trying to build like a personal community and then I'm building the MongoDB community. There tends to be a lot of overlap on both of those. Um, it's still an early stage. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we just relaunched our, our community. I'm curious too, because I mean, obviously you're going to be trying to build a community around the Refactor podcast too. Um, yeah, and more have broadly, like Slack channel, Discord channel. No, not at the moment. For now, uh, we're creating a network. Yeah. First step is networking. People find people like you, like-minded yeah. like with a rich experience and things interesting to say. And, and then when we have gathered everything, we'll see, okay, what kind of community can we build around that? Yeah. But, uh, first, listen. That's our first yes. listen to people. We'll see from there, you know, just not rushing into nothing, you know? Exactly. That's not, that's not no, I totally to agree. Do. And I feel like like my community hasn't like, they just started asking me to make a Discord server. And I, I'm not a big mm. Discord guy, but like if my community wants it, I'm probably gonna- yeah. If it brings value to your community. Exactly. Yeah, why I think we're thinking about, yes, thinking about tooling and tools upfront. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it defocus uh, uh, you from thinking about the values of the community mm -hmm. and the values you want to bring to your, yeah, community. Your community. And so we yeah. really need, we, we really, we think values and, and all this designing of community uh, will take maybe 80% of the time in building the community yeah. and the actual choice of tools, platforms, softwares, etc., etc. will just like be natural as soon as you have defined this 80% of the substance, you yep. know, the, the, the core of the community, right? Yeah. So your podcasters can't see this, but I'm yep. shaking my head violently in agreement with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Like, content is king. You can have, like, the coolest, shiniest platform and exactly. the coolest community, but if no one's in it, where's the value? And if there is nothing of value yeah, there's in nothing. it, it's worth yeah, no engagement. Yeah, ex I totally agree. Content's, content's always been king online. Content's sure. in, like, it's, yeah, it takes time to build it up. That's the hard part, too, with, like, community. I think a lot of companies aren't, like, they're, like, hire a DevRel team and they want to see an return on investment in the first quarter that they buy it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and no, it sure. takes years um, to develop that community. Um, and, and there is no magic magic trick. I mean, no. it takes years, it takes failure, it takes yep. pivots, it takes a lot of... If you think work. about the open source movement and yep. all this Linux movement, yep. G GNU, etc., etc., yep. it takes dozens of years. It takes like years and years and years Although it was open, it was totally the same identify movement of yeah. uh, um, free as in beer, software, yeah, yeah, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I mean, and it takes a lot of time. So, I mean, um, having an ROI uh, return on investment on, on, on taking a dev, rel, a dev advocate in a company within the quarter is just like nonsense. Mm -hmm. uh, it's totally crazy. Do, totally you, do, you think, totally. Joe, do you think that one day you will want to like run some kind of agency or yeah or training to develop i feel like you're, you're trying to to build something around that no we I could mean, i don't know i thought about it like um pierre and i were talking about um jono bacon he writes the yep. people powered book um which i'm in a book club on right now i think uh, yeah pierre already wrote already read it don't spoil the yep. ending for me um but uh yeah it's point uh in the end uh <laughs> he dies yeah. exactly he builds the community and then he and dies. No, the west the rest heroes uh win Exactly. But like, he, I know he does like consulting around building communities and I know you guys have Tessa on, or you yeah, just Tessa, had her on. Yeah. Um, we're going to, we're going to have to stay in a few weeks. Yeah. So she does a lot of that too. I haven't thought about that. Actually, I actually was just thinking this morning about what I would want to do. I don't know, like long term. It's a, like, I know right now I'm like really enjoying this thing and I feel like I'm just you're, you're still to, learning right now, right? Exactly. And I'm just starting to grow this thing. Like, and it's, like, I found something that's like working and I want to like, and there are probably many, many things to do at MongoDB right now. Yeah. Hopefully, for the, hopefully for the coming years. And I look at people like, I like, like a Scott Hanselman is someone I really look up to. I think they've done some really cool stuff and like, they built a really interesting, he's got like 250 Twitter followers or 250,000 Twitter followers. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah. he's making cool videos and he's doing cool stuff for Microsoft. Um, like that's an interesting career that I really, I really like Kelsey Hightower is mm -hmm. also done really cool stuff too i really like i don't know i don't know it's interesting i'm i all i know is i'm trusting my future self to make a good decision about my career when that time <laughs> which is kind of cool <laughs> yeah, yeah i trust good. my my future self to make good decisions for me and i just know this works right now and i'm hoping i'll be able to make that call in the future you know yeah so you yeah I, I just want to know you are is mongodb a totally uh, distributed team uh, yeah, it's, my team is, MongoDB is not, so they're headquartered in New York City. Um, I don't know about it. Oh, no, that's totally <laughs> it's fine. No one really does. It's a weird, not Silicon Valley-based tech company. <laughs> um, and there's not a lot of those out there, but uh, MongoDB is. My team, though, in particular, DevRel team, has always been distributed. So COVID's work-from-home orders haven't really impacted me mm. personally. Um, uh -huh. But I know all of our teams, like all of our engineering HR sales are all remote. Okay. Um, so we we didn't like we were pretty good at it. We were doing the standups. Our my our day to day never really changed after working from home. Um, you've seen you've seen your cat more often. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I do get to see my cat more often. My last role before I worked for MongoDB was a uh, button chair, sixty hours a week. So that was uh, definitely saw my cat a lot less. He's fine though. He, he's ran. He's not even. <laughs> He, he doesn't need me. I can vouch for it. And do you think uh, do you think it's gonna stay at MongoDB like that? Like, oh, it's gonna because you have different sort of. Is it gonna turn hybrid? Yeah. Uh, in the future, or totally distributed? Yeah. Spotify just uh, just announced yesterday that uh, uh, they're gonna accept the remote working for every employee. Mm. Um, forever, etc., yeah. etc. Et so it's a major shift, right? Yeah. Oh, I totally. think it's gonna happen. Yeah. MongoDB, I can't speak on. Um, I yeah. do know, like, they haven't made any official calls. I think we're confirmed remote through September, I think. Mm -hmm. I, the summer, through the summer, I think we're for sure. Yeah. And they're going to reevaluate as we go on. I think that's pretty common. Um, I do agree. I think, 
I don't know. If, I think MongoDB will probably have people back in the office. I think it'll probably be pretty. It was already pretty hybrid before. Like if you wanted to work from home a couple days a week, that wasn't a problem. Uh-huh. Um, I think that the industry is probably going to be more flexible if and when we return. Um, mm. I think a lot of companies are struggling with going remote. Um, Why? I, yeah. I, yeah. I, th- I mean, yeah. Struggle, you think? And I'm I'm nervous about some of the consequences of it because I think going remote is great, but also we're no longer judged on the soft skills that we're performing. We're not, we're no longer like being a good fun coworker is less valuable in work from home life. Mm. Your output is one of the most important, like one of the only things that gets judged. Mm. Um, I don't think that's always true, but um, it, it tends to kind of dehumanize the workforce a little bit, I think. And it's easy for managers to just look at output and not look at soft skills. And mm-hmm. in your team, do you, do you do you have like any fun uh, Zoom calls or do you have like team online team building? <laughs> we do. Be your time uh, or does it work? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really been to a good like I go to a lot of conferences. They try to emulate a hallway track. I have not seen it done well yet. Um, and at work, I don't know about y'all. I'm personally pretty burnt out from Zoom happy hours. If you have yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we are too. Yeah, like, and it's just awkward for me if there's 50 people in a room drinking beer. Like, I don't know how to no, talk. It just feels awkward no, no. and weird to yeah, me. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, right. You're right. I, I, I personally don't dig it. I haven't. I, I, I have more fun just with my coworkers sending goofy memes in our Slack channel. Like, that's more fun for me. Um, no, no. Do you do like one-on-one conversation? Like- yeah, I'll do DMs or like small groups, like small little, you know what I mean? Like little private groups. You can mm. like joke around a little bit more. I'm sure you have that too. You have like your little team and then a bigger team and a project and like the whole company. And like, I'm not going to be sending out memes to the whole company, but a couple of my no, really good not. friends, I'll, I'll send out some memes too or whatever. That's fun for me. That's fun. Um, and it's also helpful to like, my team, I, I have coworkers in Paris, France, actually. So like, uh, so you, sure. you dared, uh, hiring French. Yes. Cool. Yes, we do. Yeah. Max, How is it going? <laughs> Max speaks much better French than I do. So, uh, uh oh, yeah, yeah. You, you speak you French? Speak French? No. Really? Oh my God. No, I'm so sorry. We'll, we'll have to much. record it in French. I'm sorry. Yeah. We'll okay. To... Good. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I'll bring Max on. He can be my translator for, uh, for all y'all. Oh my God! I know. I feel like a stupid American. I sw- I speak a little bit of Spanish, but uh, no uh, no French, unfortunately. I was so just right. in um, Bang- uh, not Bang- uh, Montreal though recently, or like last year, oh. pre-COVID. But uh, yeah, I was like, what? You're going on vacation? No, not not this year. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. I wish uh, I could. So I wish, wish I could have recorded this podcast in in uh in france with all y'all but uh yeah by uh, the way you're 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 our guest huh? if you want to come in montpellier south of france you're welcome we right? have a bed in the office if you want to. perfect i bought i bought a bed today and they were joking at me but because sometimes i kind of uh no, it, it's for my power naps <laughs> oh i i'm all about that yeah i joe and i were on the same the <laughs> exactly same I, I i that's actually i love that about working from home i get to just take because i need oh, a nap yeah. in the middle of the day to be productive and it works great yeah. i think uh me too. I, I think about the days before I was able to take a nap in the middle of the afternoon and how I don't know how I I don't know how I lived. I don't know how I did that. So I'm I wish more offices had cots or like sleeping rooms. I don't know why that's yeah. not a thing. I, like as long as you're getting your work done, if you're working forty hours a week, go take a nap. Who cares? Sure. Go for it. Take fifteen minutes. Yeah, go for it. Exactly. I I, I think it's a key too. I'm a I'm like a, I'm the best power napper you've ever met. Like. 20 minutes <laughs> i'm not like a three hour nap 20 minutes yeah, yeah, i'm good yeah. i do go. the same yeah, yeah i love that yeah, yeah it's just really quick in and out when you wake up you, you it seems like you have a smoke pot yeah or... yeah <laughs> yeah exactly you're totally eyes for five minutes dreams, you know you're like okay. exactly and say Where what am, am I? I doing here yeah. what, the what year there? is this yeah <laughs> what is happening what, what company sure is this you have to say this in an interview i'm not sure they will be really like <laughs> you should you keep i'm it. the best totally at that you know? i'm the best <laughs> i can nap all day long if you want oh that's so funny oh i totally agree it's all about that rem sleep you gotta avoid that rem sleep baby Otherwise, you're screwed. I, I, I totally agree. More more nap rooms 2021. Uh, maybe you should make that requirement. If you want to come back to the office, you have to have start oh, installing yeah. some nap rooms in the office. 
Uh, That's actually interesting, you know. Shy, right? <laughs> interesting no, concept. Interesting for us. So, yeah, we're also we're thinking about that actually. Hey, I, I coaching think... coaching companies into how to be good at hybrid. Work. Yeah, I That's totally agree. Thing, you know, it's right? the future, man. I totally agree. We'll give you credit for it. Right? Okay, just put, yeah. <laughs> put my name next to the we'll idea. Put your name on it. <laughs> so, uh, what could we, we what could we wish you uh, in twenty twenty one? Wish me out. Uh, yeah, wish oh. me, wish you luck. Wish you, you only luck. have three wishes. Be careful. Oh, that's true. Um, actually, <laughs> I so I'm I mentioned I briefly mentioned this, but I'm I'm just starting to work on YouTube videos. Um, I've never really written scripts before. I'm like trying to like explore this. I'll be making these for MongoDB. Uh, I don't know. I guess this, we'll have to see how um become the Steven Spielberg of YouTube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. MongoDB database. Yeah, YouTube's a little uh, a little more forgiving than uh. Steven Spielberg's cinematic universe, but uh, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, it's a different skill. I'm feeling pretty uncomfortable, like just trying to explore this thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. But right, it's just it's like longer than TikTok videos, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing I'm trying to like. I want to do. It's like technical content. Um, oh yeah. And I want it to be like I want to adapt like my short form TikTok videos for like a 10 to 15 minute long YouTube kind of thing. So we maybe do live coding, more conversational. Yeah. It'd be like. The vibe is like you're pair programming with a friend who knows a little bit more about programming than you do. Oh, that's it. What about you guys? What which I wish you which I wish you all you um, for 2021. Oh, restaurant and bar oh, opens. Yeah. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> only one. We only that's have a good one. List. I'm sorry. Bars. I'm sorry. And restaurants. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We have a we have a nice bar in Montpellier, and they serve uh, basilic daiquiri, <gasps> which is it's awesome. It's a, you should. You should only take a ticket uh, and fight a mobility just for that. Okay, I mean, deal. Just a two-way, just in, in one day. Yeah, just yeah it's, it's really worse. Can you guys put um, on a massive technical conference and fly me out as a speaker? Yeah, we get it covered. We, we'll do that. We'll do that. We have okay, a, cool. a, a technical conference anymore. Yeah, exactly. No, but uh, keep on doing our job. Uh, keep on having fun doing it uh yes don't t don't take ourselves too seriously yeah love that and uh have a lots of other encounters like the one we just have with you yes which is kind of really yeah. cool i love yeah. that meeting meeting a really. lot of cool people like that that's what i'm seeing like i want to see uh, your community grow i want you to like attract amazing people to your community i want to see that blow up Thanks, you're part bro. of it now i am i whether i like it or not <laughs> No, <laughs> you don't have any choice. We hired you. We want you. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm flattered. So where can I find you, Joe, online? I mean, what's oh, your Twitter question. handle for our yeah. listeners? I would love to connect with anyone. Um, so follow me on Twitter. That's at Joe Carlson. One, that's J-O-E-K-A-R-L-S-S-O-N. And the number one. Maybe I'll send you all links. Um, I post my TikToks there. And then also, if anyone wants to connect with me on LinkedIn, totally cool. Would love to connect with you there. Cool. Uh, and I also just got to plug the MongoDB developer community one more time. Um, if you have sure. the best place to get your questions answered about MongoDB is community.mongodb.com. Uh, all of my writing is being done on our MongoDB dev hub. That's at developer.mongodb.com. You can find right. um, podcasts, videos, Twitch streams, technical articles, how to's, quick starts, whatever. That's all like all the great stuff as we want. And soon YouTube videos. Right? And soon YouTube, yeah. I've got a couple. We just did an Among Us stream with the developer advocacy team. Um, but I'd love to get some more actually technical content on there soon. <laughs> keep an eye out. Yeah, <laughs> subscribe yeah, there. We'll keep an eye on that. Thank you very much. Thank Joe. you so much. Thank you. This has been idea. such a pleasure. I'm just so lucky to be here. Thank you so much, guys. It's been a blast. Thank you, Joe.